Welcome to Brandon Avat. We are joined by Jack Kwong from Appalachian State University, and we're going to be talking about hope and hopefulness. Jack, would you like to start with a thought experiment? Let me start off with, with a couple of examples involving hope and despair. The first, radio game critic, and this person got a new game, you know, hopes to complete it so that he can write a review uh, about it. So he plays the game, enjoys it, but finds that he cannot finish that last level. That, that boss battle is, is too difficult to complete. So he tries it multiple times, you know, throughout the day, can't do it, puts it down, goes to sleep. Think, you know, come back the next day thinking, ah, oh, maybe I can play the level with fresh eyes, maybe see things that I may have missed first time around. Keeps playing, can't beat, can't beat the game. And you, you can imagine that, you know, this might happen for a few days until all of a sudden the person just gives up. He sees absolutely no way to complete the game. He thinks it can be done because other people have finished the game. So maybe because of reasons of pride, he doesn't ask them how to finish the game. You know, let's just assume that walkthroughs are not available. The video game critic began by, by having hope. He hopes to finish the game, but he, he has sort of lost that hope that he's in a state of despair. So one question that pops up, or a couple of questions that pop up, you know, are what is hope and what is it that this person has lost such that he uh, eventually finds himself in despair? The other example comes from the literature, Adrian Martin, it concerns two cancer patients, Bess and Alan. They both have late stage, late stage cancer. They both desire to survive, to be cured. And they are participating in a experimental drug trial where they are told that they have a 1% chance of uh, survival. Bess is quite hopeful. She thinks it's not just 1%, yeah, but that there's a possibility of being cured, whereas Alan despairs. Right. You know, yeah, you know, it's possible, but it's only 1% chance. What is it to hope? And, and also what is it that Bess had all along that, that Alan did not? So I'm curious why you think that this is a philosophical question. So psychologists will tell us about the nature of emotions a lot of the time. So they'll tell us, well, when you experience anger, there's a certain feeling in your chest or uh, it comes out in certain ways and maybe you repress it. And they'll give you a story, depending on the school of psychology, about what anger is. Why isn't this a psychological question rather than a philosophical question? One answer is, is you want to understand the very nature of hope, right? Some people will think of it as, as an emotion. Some people think of it as, a, as an attitude. And for those who think of it as an emotion, there are all these uh, various, there, there are these aspects to analyze. Is there a cognitive component to hope? What is it that you have to believe in order to be said to hope? Is hope inherently positive in feel or is it negative feel or is it, or is it neutral? In what way is hope motivational? These, I think, are all philosophical questions that can uh, both illuminate and inform areas of research in, in other disciplines. So I wonder if it's possible to hope for strange things. So one would be to hope for the impossible. So I, I hope that two plus two equals five, whether that makes, makes any sense or to hope for things that are metaphysical in nature. So I hope that there's a God, or I hope that there uh, is life on other planets. And I also wonder about, let's say I hope for a negative outcome. So I hope that someone dies or I hope that someone dies in a particularly awful way. I hope that they suffer when they die. If these are all 
ways in which one can be hoping or be hopeful. Whatever outcome we hope for is one that we, we want, we desire and want them to obtain. In that case, the negative outcome that you want, namely for the person to die, is that you prefer, you desire the world in which this person ceases to live as opposed to, to live in. The other component of hope is a belief requirement, is that anytime you hope for something, you have to believe that it has some chance of obtaining. We don't hope for things that are impossible, nor do we hope for things that are certain. Right? So one, one important thing to qualify there is that the possibility in question is subjective in nature is what the hoper takes to be the, the possibility, not so much objective possibility. But this understanding of hope can help distinguish it from other attitudes or, or emotions like wishing. On this account, we can't really hope for things that are impossible, right? I can't hope that two plus two is five. I can't hope to levitate. Instead, we wish for them to happen. Wishing is reserved, you know, for our desires for the impossible, right? We know it's never going to obtain. That's why I wish for them to obtain. Can you hope falsely? So suppose you believe something is possible, but it's not. There are some crazy people who hope that two plus two equals five and right. believe that it's possible that two plus two equals five, but it just so happens that they're wrong. It's impossible, yeah. but they hope it's true. Or they hope, for example, that the law of non-contradiction is false. They hope that it's possible for something to be both true and false at the same time. Is that person hoping or are they not hoping, but think they're hoping? I think that person is hoping. All that is required is that the hoper believes from their per perspective that there is a chance of it's happening. And these cases are interesting to think about because we can then assess for whether their hopes are rational or not. Just if we tell this person that, hey, look, objectively, it's impossible for whatever you desire to obtain. And if this person refuses to accept that and continues to take it to be possible, then we might see that in that case, the person has, has a irrational. I, I want to push that point. So, um, at what point does it become irrational to hope for something? Is it only when it's impossible or is it still rational, even if it's extremely unlikely? So let's say you have a cancer patient yeah. and this potential cure has a 0.000000001% chance of working, is it irrational to hope? And if there is some cutoff point, where is that? Is it 1%, 5%? Myra argued the standard account actually cannot distinguish hope from despair, right? Where we typically think of hope as opposite despair. So recall, if you hope for something, you desire it and you believe it's possible. But hey, so does someone who is in despair, right? The Allen, the cancer patient, Right, that was the, that was the point, right? The point is that Alan also desires to be cured and he believes that there is a chance, right? Except he doesn't think that this chance is significant enough to warrant, uh, hopefulness. So Marov's answer is that whether you hope or not depends on how you, what your attitude is towards what he calls an external factor. When we hope for things to, to happen, I hope to do well, let's say on my test. You realize that you alone cannot bring about that result, that outcome, right? It depends on things outside of it, like the teacher grading your, your test. Is this person in a good mood or not? Are they going to curve now or not? So 
you recognize that this external factor, i.e. not you, is in charge, right? This, this external factor is going to bring about the realization of your desired outcome or not. So whether you hope or not depends on whether you think this external factor has your interests in mind, whether this external factor cares about you, acts on you on, on your behalf. One way to think about that is, is an example of external factor is God. You think that God is going to be the first, be the entity that ultimately realizes your outcome. Well, do you think God has your interests in mind? Right? Another might be luck. Do you think acts in your favor? Right? If you have a, a lifetime of bad luck, then you're going to think, yeah, luck doesn't care about me. Luck, luck doesn't keep my interest into consideration. And so someone with bad luck has a little despair precisely because their attitude towards luck is unfavorable. Right. Another way of explaining the difference between hope and despair, and this is what I argued a, a few years ago, with the, especially with the video game critic example, is that whether you hope or despair is a matter of whether you can envision uh, uh, a mental pathway to the desired outcome, whether you could see uh, a way for you to reach right the the outcome that that you desire. I find the following imagery really helpful is is that if this is something that you want and who you are, but there's a sort of chasm separating between you and what you desire, right? So what you desire is staring you in the face. Right? So whether you hope or not. Depends on whether you see a pathway between you, whether you can see something that connects you to the desired outcome, right? And, and, and an interesting way to think about this is that the hopeful person is someone who comes up with things like maybes, right? Like in the case of a cancer patient, I say, Hey, maybe, maybe my genetic makeup is especially receptive to the experimental drug. Maybe there'll be a breakthrough. You keep hope alive in, 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 by constantly creating these ways to link yourself to to the desired uh, outcome. And someone who, dis who, who, who despairs is, 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 is someone who can't see these pathways, right? Sees no way to, to connect, you know, between uh, 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 them and the desired outcome. So, so in a way, this kind of explains why despair is, is torture, right? What you want is kind of, kind of staring in your face, but there's no way for you to, for you to get it, right? Another account, right, is that Hope is a matter of seeing ways to justify whether you should act in, in, in certain hopeful ways or not. So think back to, to Bess, the cancer patient who was hopeful. Right? This person sees, recognizes that yes, there is a 1% chance of surviving. Right? And this is Adrian Martin's view. And, 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 and Bess right, sees the 1% as good enough to license uh, certain ways of thinking, certain ways of acting. Why? Well, because if you are a dying cancer patient, there are things that you want to accomplish. For example, you have a limited time left on earth. You want to spend it well with family, friends, grandkids, right? You might want to finish that book. You might want to finish that project, but there's no way for you to do that. If you are despairing, right? if you are down, if you are, if you are you know, constantly thinking about death. In that sense, it, it, you know, this person sees that one person is good enough to act in certain hopeful ways. On that last note, right, that gives us a, a way to explain whether hope is rational, right? Is that it is rational given that there are certain things that I want, right? So it's, it's a form of 
instrumental reasoning, right? It, it still respects the, the fact that chances of survival is only 1%, right? But yet there is a scheme, right? Where you, we sort of think, well, in light of what I want, it makes sense and it's rational for me to sustain this, this hopeful feeling. So, and, and other ways of answering that question, is it rational to believe in God? Is it, is it, you know, are these pathways that I, that you have uh, to connect you to the desired outcome, are they unrealistic? I have an example where my favorite sports team, the Toronto Blue Jays, they were pretty good, but they didn't make it to the playoffs. And so I'm hopeful that they will. So what do I do? I come up with all these maybes, right? Oh, maybe uh, they'll make a blockbuster trade. And maybe the, these rookies will have a breakthrough year. So, so whether my, my hope is rational or justified depends on the, in a way, the quality and, and the quantity of these maybes, right? So we might generally think of people who are hopeful as being good people and possessing the virtue of being a hopeful person. I want you to imagine two different ship captains. So they both have really rickety, poorly made ships. Um, and they ferry uh, passengers from one shoreline to the next. And the one is really hopeful that the ship is going to get across. But there's only a 10% chance that the thing is not going to sink because it's a terribly mad ship. And the other one is despairing. He knows how bad the ship is. He's reconciled himself with the reality of how awful this thing is. And because of this, he either is motivated by a sense of despair to repair the ship so that his prospects of success are much higher. So he mitigates his despair through action, or he's so despairing that he says, I don't think I can drive the ship because I don't want to endanger these poor people's lives. And it seems like the despairing ship captain is the virtuous one and the hopeful one is the reckless one who's endangering all these people's lives. To torture the metaphor, I have a lifeline for you there. Okay. Is that, uh, perhaps uh, he's not motivated by despair. Perhaps it's not a case of despair. If it was despair, he would both feel that he cannot fix the ship and it's going to sink. Whereas the, what he feels is I can fix the ship, I'm assuming. Let's say he says, I can't fix the ship. I'm in utter despair. So I'm not going to travel across the shore. That's still better. Right. One question to raise is whether this captain is genuinely in despair or not. In, in, you know, ordinarily, we equate despair with hopelessness. So I wonder if it's, it's more accurate to characterize this captain as, as being hopeless, right? Like he, he ceases to have this desire to sail across precisely because he no longer believes that there is a possibility for it to do so, or, or the 10% is maybe he ceases to believe that there is a 10% chance of the ship making it. It, 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 it might also depend on what else the captain is thinking about. What, what is the payoff for sailing across? Is it, a, is it an emergency? How many passengers do I have? Do I want to risk my life? And I think what this person ultimately does depends on whether he takes all of these considerations. So on the hopeful captain, it seems that person has done something uh, reckless when they say, you know, I feel hopeful. I know it's only got a 10% chance, but you know, by gosh. Let's do it, guys. And nine out of 10 times when he does that trip, everybody dies. One out of 10 times they get to shore and he says, see, it's so good to be an optimist. Yeah. I, I suppose that we could always ask the crew or the passengers could always ask this captain, 
And why, why are you so hopeful? We know whether this captain is, is reckless or not, will depending on, will depend on the kind of reasons that he offers to, to them. If he says something like, yeah, well, I feel lucky that might not be good enough for everybody else. And in which case I would think that is, that is irresponsible and, and reckless, uh, and perhaps irrational. So there's a funny thing that goes on here, because I think when we talk to the cancer patient who says that they've got 1% chance of living and they say, I hope that I survive. We say, oh, that's amazing. Like what a wonderful virtue that you have that. But the guy who's willing to take certain actions uh, on behalf of others, and he says, I'm hopeful, we think that person might be a moral monster, as you say. Like they've, they're clearly acting recklessly to the detriment of others. And so I wonder, in other words, if, if hope is a virtue only in regards to yourself, even if it's totally and utterly irrational, the probabilities really are against you. It's not impossible, it's just highly unlikely. But as soon as you start to gear yourself towards the rest of the world with that same probabilistic account, we think you're doing something very bad. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to think about what role uh, hopefulness plays. So, so in fact, in the literature, I think that philosophers often don't pay enough attention to the fact that hope may have distinct meanings. In fact, I think that hope um, has two distinct meanings and refers to two distinct mental phenomena, right? On the one hand, there is hoping, right? Hope can mean hoping as in, I hope that I will do well on this exam. I hope that it will snow so I can go skiing. So hoping is, is better thought of as an activity, as a mental act. So you can hope for mundane things. I hope this cilantro doesn't wilt too quickly before I make my favorite dish, right? Do I hope I survive my, my cancer? Right. On the other hand, hope can also refer to hopefulness, especially when you see it, when we use expressions, I have hope is saying something more than merely hoping for a desired outcome, right? It is to, it is to, it is sort of a, a positive attitude that you have about whatever it is that you desire. So the, so the way that I, the, the, the way that I think the two can be distinguished is by thinking about some examples of dire circumstances. You are on a plane, right? You're enjoying your flight, listening to music, eat a book, when all of a sudden the seatbelt lights go on, the oxygen cup drops. And the crew is panicking, right? You see beads of sweat, you know, and the, and the, and the pilot announces that both engines have failed and they're preparing for a crash landing, you know, in a mountainous region. Right? So in that case, I think it's, it's obvious that we, we hope to survive because that is what we desire. We don't desire to die. Despite hoping, however, we don't feel very hopeful. We in fact are in despair. So, so that, that to me is, is, is interesting because, because a lot of things, but, but one is that hoping, right. turns out not to be incompatible with despair. In fact, despair requires that we hope for certain outcomes. And we can think about other examples too, like a death row inmate has a scheduled date of execution. This person certainly hopes not to be executed. You know, but after many applications for pardon have been denied, just, just inmate does not feel very hopeful. So again, we have a case of hoping without hopefulness. So, so I think many philosophers, I mean, debate in the literature, this distinction is often not drawn. And 
And I think a lot of the discussions have been somewhat confused and misguided and, and philosophers just talking past uh, one and one another. So if you, but if you keep, keep, keep it clearly in view of distinction between hoping and hopefulness, then you see that hopefulness can be motivational in that when you hope for a certain outcome, hopefulness can motivate you to think harder about finding solutions, right? So this captain is hopeful. Is he hopeful for, is he blindly hopeful, right? Or is he using his, is he relying on hopefulness to find ways to navigate the ship safely to, to essentially not give up easily. So, so but the hopeful person, I suppose, the, the virtuously hopeful is someone who is, is well aware as to when they should cease being, cease being hopeful. So it sounds like the virtue, the virtuosity of hope is going to kick in when hopefulness tracks the truth. So when you are hopeful in cases where it is at least somewhat likely that the outcome that you want is going to occur. But when that outcome really isn't going to occur, but you're very hopeful and your hopefulness doesn't track the truth, the reality, there's going to be a problem there. There's going to be a vice. What's interesting is I've taken the intuitive view, not having read this literature or thought about this as deeply as you have, I've taken the intuitive view for many years that hope is always a vice. And it follows from something like the Stoic or the Buddhist view of death. So if you think about the Buddhist view of death, it's that, well, death is inevitable. It's going to happen, right? There's no point in hoping that you won't die because, well, you will eventually. You might hope that you won't die shortly, but you're going to die. And the Stoics say, well, there's no point in hoping that good things will happen. You might as well just expect bad things to happen. And if good things happen, you should be pleasantly surprised. And I quite like that view trades on the thoughts that hope is always the wrong approach. Because if you hope for something to go well, you will be disappointed if it goes poorly. And so the Stoics say, well, you should avoid that. You should expect to trip down the stairs every morning. And when you get down to the bottom without tripping, you should say, oh, wow, I got down the bottom of these stairs without breaking a kneecap. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the question that, that you are, you're asking is whether there's value in hope, right? So, so one thing that I said just uh, a, a few moments ago um, is that my preferred way of talking about hope right, is to talk about either hoping or hopefulness uh, or being hopeful. So, so in that regard, hope is polysemous, right? It has these two distinct meanings. So what we ask is hope a, a, a virtue, is it is a value, is hope valuable? To me, I automatically think of it as, as being split into two separate questions. So, so one, one, one question is hoping valuable, right? Is it, is it good for us to hope for certain outcomes? And then here there are, there's a, there's a plausible argument to be made that it is, right? Because having certain hopes can shape and shape your identity. It can, it can define your identity. And it, if I ask you to tell me what hopes you have, right, I can maybe tell a lot about who you are as a, as a person, right? I mean, it, you can tell a lot about who a person is just by seeing what kind of hopes they, they have. So, so whether hope is virtuous depends on the sort of quality, the, the kind of hopes that, that, that you possess. But on the other hand, we can also ask the question is being hopeful virtuous, 
Right. And that's, a, that's asking a slight, a, a very different question. Right? We're no longer asking about what hoops you have, but is it to, to have this uh, emotion? Is it good to have this positive uh, 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 mental state? So, so just to give you a sense of how I think about hopefulness, is I take hopefulness to be a positive orientation right, that you have towards the chances of what you're hoping for to obtain. So, so for instance, looking at the cancer patient case, I hope to survive or best hopes to be cured, but believes that there's only 1% chance. Right? Now you could have to be hopeful is to have a positive orientation with respect to these chance to this 1% chance, right? You could either feel good about it or you could feel bad about it and feeling good about it means having positive thoughts, means having positive feelings about this one sense. So one question to ask is, is whether, whether hopefulness is, is, is virtuous depends on what being hopeful can do for you. You know, as I, as I said a moment ago, it might motivate you to actually realize some of these outcomes, right? It might wake up or excite your, your sense of agency instead of, we can sort of think of bad hopers, right? Who just hopes willy nilly. I hope for this, I hope for that, I hope for that and, and does nothing about it. So hopefulness, I think can be thought of as a way to, to do your best, right. To help realize hopes. So, so even that way of thinking about it, in my mind, makes it very clear that hoping and hopefulness are really two distinct phenomena, right? The fact that I, I mean, if I tell you that a person hopes for a certain outcome, that fact alone doesn't tell you whether that person is additionally hopeful or not. We have to, all we know is that this person has this kind of desire, right? Well, how does this person feel about the chances, right? Does this person feel good about them or, or bad about them, right? Or, or neither, in which case this person is neither hopeful nor, nor despair. So I've got a, a couple of follow-up questions. The one is, if one is feeling hopeful, in other words, one has that emotional state, whether that necessarily entails that they are also hoping. And then if the hoping is sort of composed of these two things, the one is a belief and a desire that the thing happened and a, a positive desire that it happens. I, I wonder if that could also be pu pulled apart. So if someone says, I'm an atheist, but I hope that there's a God. So they're telling you, I don't believe that there is a God, but wouldn't it be nice if there was? And that's why I say, I hope there is one. And the other one might be, what's a down version of that, to say, I'm an agnostic. I don't know if there's a God, but I certainly hope there is one. And if either of those things are the case, then it seems like hoping, the act of hoping, um, could come apart from the belief and the desire. Or are they really in that third category of the emotional state of feeling hopeful, but that would mean that feeling hopeful can also come apart from hoping. Yeah, I mean, for the atheists, it depends on how strong this person believes that there is no God. And if, and if he believes that the possibility of God existing is zero, then he can't coherently hope for, hope that there's a, there's a God, right? Because as I, as, as nearly, nearly, nearly everybody agrees that hoping requires that you think there to be some chance of whatever you hope for to obtain. Mm -hmm. So that's, so, 
So the agnostic, I think, doesn't have a, doesn't have that belief that there's no God. Right? This, this, this is someone who believes that there may be a possibility, right? In which case we can make sense of their open for God to, to exist. And the person who's in that emotional state of, uh, hopefulness, does that also mean that they are actually hoping for a thing? Can one, can one be free floating in a, in a state of hopefulness? If someone says, how are you feeling? I feel hopeful. What are you hoping for? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so that, that's to talk about hopefulness as a general disposition, right? Versus hopefulness with respect to a specific outcome. And I'm primarily interested in the latter. So in, in, in that respect, hopefulness presupposes hope, whereas hoping does not presuppose hopefulness, right? Hope, in fact, I think is neutral with respect to whether you feel hopeful, despair, or, or neither. So for instance, if I say, I hope you have a nice time where I live, a nice time in, in the town where I live. Am I hopeful? I don't know. I don't, it's not something that I've thought about, but I certainly desire it for, for you or for the tourists. So I think that, as I said, hopefulness presupposes hoping. And the reason is that when you hope, again, you have a desire and a, and a belief in the possibility that the outcome will be realized. And you can then have thoughts and feelings about these chances, right? About the possibility itself. And, and that again, grounds whether you are hopeful right, or in despair. So, and one thing, one thing I do want to mention about, about this distinction is going back to some of the earlier theories that I was talking to you about the external factor, the, uh, the pathway, the justification scheme. You know, I noted earlier that all of these are competing theories of hope and, and you know, they are, their advocates claim that their favorite theory can explain some feature of hope. But if you, if you keep in mind the distinction between hope, hoping and, and being, there's a surprise conclusion, right? The surprise conclusion is that these theories turn out not to be in competition with one another. Right? So if I ask you and say, Hey, what are you hoping for? Right. I hope to do well on this exam. Right? Do you feel hopeful or not? Right? And this person says, yeah, I hope I not only hope that I do well on this exam, but I'm also hopeful. But why are you hopeful? Well, one answer could be, well, because God is looking after me or I've always had good luck taking, uh, taking exams or this person can say, yeah, I can see a way in which I can do well on this exam. Right. The point here is that this person could list all three, uh, of these reasons as to why they're hopeful and, and yet not be contradicting themselves. So. By drawing this distinction between hoping and hopefulness, we see that some of the theories in the literature turn out to be compatible with one, right? Because they're not really about hoping. They're really about, I think, hopefulness. It seems like when we talk about hoping, we we're often talking about a future event. So I hope that I pass my exam. You know, I hope that the plane lands, lands safely. I wonder if you can hope about the past. So can I coherently say, I hope that I wasn't molested as a child and that I've repressed the memories. I think you can, 
because they say I had a, had a different hope, right? I hope that Hitler suffered, really suffered moments before his death, right? So, so it depends clearly in that case, I desire that to obtain, right? And because I don't know the facts, right? For me, the possibility is still there. It's a subjective possibility, right? I still think that there is a chance that he could have, right? So in that sense, I think it might be a sense of the idea that we can hope for outcomes that are, or that, that have already, that have occurred. That's interesting because when we make wishes about the past, it's with the knowledge that the past happened, but we wish it had happened differently. When we have hopes about the past, we don't have knowledge about the past. When we wish, we can't change what happened. The, the, what had happened is already set. But in this case, I'm hoping for something that has already happened, but I don't know how it unfolded. Right. So it could have been the way that I desire. So, so again, it, it points that, that sort of epistemic gap, right? Like I believe that there's still a chance, maybe, maybe some evidence might pop up in the future that indicated that it was a, a gruesome death or there was intense suffering, in which case my hope would be, would be fulfilled. But yeah, but most, most theorists talk about hope as it concerns future, future outcomes. So can we talk about degrees of hopefulness? If someone says, I'm very hopeful about X occurring versus I, I have very little hope. It seems like there's an ambiguity there. The one is about the credence of their belief and the other one might be about the intensity of the desire. So in other words. I hope that my cilantro doesn't uh, wilt before I make the meal. I'm not that hopeful about it because it's not that important to me. I'm hopeful that my, my soccer team win the World Cup. I really want it, but I just think the likelihood is very low. So are there ways to avoid this ambiguity when we're talking about the strengths of how much you're hoping? Yeah, again, the strength of your hopefulness will depend on, will depend on your reasons. So, so in the cilantro case, I would say that the question of hopefulness doesn't even arise. You're just sort of registering some outcome that you desire and that's it, right? I mean, this is why I, this is, this is a sense which hoping is responding to your, to the context, to the environment. You're about to make a meal, right? I hope this doesn't eat well too soon and that's it, right? End of hoping. There is no further question of hopefulness. And in fact, in that case, right, you might ask a follow-up question. Well, are you hopeful that it will? I mean, the answer might be, I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty healthy. It looks like a pretty healthy bunch of cilantro. But cases of hopefulness, the person is not merely hoping, right? Yes, there is a desire that this person wants to, to be obtained. But in addition to that, this person also feels good about the low probability. So going back to the sports team, my, my Blue Jays, like, Assume that they play really poorly this year. That is highly unlikely that, I mean, most of the players are returning for next season from this past year's team. But this is where, like, how hopeful are you? I, I suppose the avid fans, right? Like I suggested, may come up with all these maybes. And then the beautiful thing about maybe thinking, right? Like maybe there'll be a blockbuster trade. Maybe this person is from Toronto and wishes to come back to the city, right? Yeah, on a lower salary, right? Is that when we entertain these maybes, 
we don't necessarily think about their probability of obtaining. So, so if I say, well, maybe it'll make a blockbuster trade and you ask, well, how likely is that? And my answer may be, I don't know, right? I mean, I'm just trying to keep, right, my, my hope alive. The strength of your hopefulness depends on, again, the, the quality and the quantity of these maybes depends on whether you think some sports god is, is, is looking, is acting on your, on your interests, uh, path, so forth. So when someone claims that they know something, we can often uh, critique them if they lack justification for that supposed knowledge and say, well, what evidence do you have for this? Can we do a similar thing with hope or is hope one of those things that is sort of protected from critique? Someone can be hopeful with very little justification. If someone can be hopeful simply because they think that they have good luck, that might be the end of the story as to why this person is hopeful. Think about a case of, of buying a ticket for the lottery, that your chances of winning are extremely minuscule, but you know, you feel hopeful. Why? Because I just feel like this is a lucky ticket. It depends on what's at stake. If this person staked his, his house, right, or business on buying lottery tickets, then I think that we can, we can, we can criticize this person to as being rash. That the hopefulness does, isn't proportional to what one ought to do. Yeah, so it seems like being hopeful is a dispositional virtue. So there's times when it's going to be the thing that buoys you during, you know, a stormy season in your life and helps you get through the difficult times. And there's other cases where being hopeful is irrational and could make you do rash things. You say like going, well, I, I really hope that all my worldly possessions on this horse winning, that I'll be able to get myself out of this difficult situation. It seems like that kind of hopeful feeling is bad. And so to think of it as a virtue in the abstract seems improper, right? Like we want to look at the consequences and the surroundings and it's contingent. 